Welcome to an Impact Ministries production, brought to you by Impact Ministries World Changers, changing the way the world sees God. Learn how you can become a world changer today by visiting www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com. Now, here's your host, founder of Impact Ministries and developer of Heart Physics, the self-development program that changed thousands of lives around the world, Dr. Jim Richards. Hey, I'm Jim Richards. I want to welcome you to this week's message. We're talking about making holidays, holy days. And uh, you know what makes a day holy or what makes a day a holiday is all about what's going on in your heart is not what day it is on the calendar. It's not what the world believes about it. It's not about what the pagans believe about it. It's definitely not what the religious fanatics believe about it. You know, I just I tell you, holidays are hard enough as it is, and I don't know how you are, but man, I'll tell you, I grew up hating holidays when I was young, and really even up until I was about 40 years old, I hated holidays. They brought back more pain and misery than almost anything else I would ever experience, but uh, but I got to say this, I got, I, I got to... I give my my wife and my family credit that they helped me learn to turn holidays into holy days. And uh, between what my family helped me uh, see and what the Lord Jesus did in my heart, uh, I, I was able to be able to enjoy holidays because I didn't have to look at them as holidays. I was able to turn them into holy days, and you can do the very same thing. You know, one of the things that uh, that makes it for me that made it hard the holidays was when I grew up holidays were, were always horrible I mean we were poor we you know we never were able to celebrate Christmas or Thanksgiving or other holidays the way other families that you know had a little better resources than we did but on top of that you know I grew up in a violent household and really all all a holiday meant was a bunch of people were going to get drunk. There was going to be a bunch of fighting. Somebody was going to end up in the hospital. It was going to turn out to be a horrible time of fear. And then when we did get with people, it was people I didn't like, people I didn't want to be around, people I didn't enjoy. I hated everything about the holidays. Actually, you know, when I was a young man, by the time I was about 16 years old, I would start drinking uh, about October or November, and I would stay drunk or high until about May, uh, and that was that was the way I got through holidays. And I hated holidays, but I'm telling you what, uh, I enjoy holidays now, and you can enjoy them too, as long as you remember that you are in charge. It is up to you what you're going to make them. It's not up to anybody else. Now, one of the things that adds to the pain and the difficulty for a lot of people is the fact that this time of the year, especially, you know, with social media, you know, social media has some great positive things about it, but I am telling you the truth. Social media is a platform for fools and critical people, legalists, nut jobs of every kind come out and, and just want to air their opinions, uh, not basing anything that they believe on the Bible. And so many people get so beaten up at this time of the year and made to be, uh, they're condemned, they're made to feel guilty because of the fact that they want to enjoy 
the holidays with their families. Well, you know, this time of the year, of course, everybody starts telling you that, and we all know this, Jesus was not born on what we celebrate as Christmas. Christmas was never actually a Christian uh, holy day. Uh, has always been a pagan holiday. But the, the point is, all of the holidays that we celebrate were actually uh, uh, based on pagan holidays. Now, the legalistic condemning voices that we hear out there would tell us that we're a bunch of unbelieving, dirty pagans if we celebrate the holidays. Well, no, the Bible says something quite the contrary, unless you're celebrating those holidays because you are celebrating the pagan gods. You know, uh, kind of interesting, the Apostle Paul warns against this. I'm not, I'm not going to read the entire passage of Scripture here, but like in the, in the book of Timothy, 1 Timothy and, and, and 2 Timothy, you know, Paul brings out people who want to argue over words, over terminologies, over certain days and over certain foods. And really, he says, all this really does is destroy the person who gets caught up uh, in all of these arguments. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.14 says, remind those of these things, charging them before the Lord, not to strive about words to no profit, but to the ruin of the hearers. Be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed, right, dividing the word truth. Now, this is where the legalists would jump up and say, well, that's right. You got to right divide the word truth. And Christmas is not, a, is not about worshiping God. It's about a pagan holiday. Well, let me tell you something. The word of God and the apostle Paul so clearly refutes this type of legalistic thinking. You know, you have to realize there are people today, you go online today, and there are people that will tell you that you're denying the faith because you don't worship on the Sabbath. They will, uh, I mean, they will go through all sorts of old covenant things and say, because you're not observing these things, that you are rejecting God. Well, that is not what the new covenant teaches. We have a new covenant. We are not under the old covenant. We don't we don't connect to God through external uh, services. You know, you know, one of the things that I see, I'm telling you, I, I don't know how many dozens of times I've seen this, is why don't we observe the Sabbath? Well, under the new covenant, Jesus is our Sabbath. And uh, the, the old covenant teaching of the Sabbath, which I think has great value, I think it has the wisdom of God, I think, I think there is a lot of wisdom in observing a Sabbath, but uh, one of the things that the Apostle Paul taught us was that it doesn't matter what day you choose to worship on. It doesn't matter what day you honor the Lord on, as long as when you do this, you do this from your heart, and you do this because you are honoring God. You're not just observing something. See, the moment you say that observing the Sabbath on a certain day is what you have to do. Then now you're saying your righteousness no longer depends on faith in Jesus, but your righteousness depends on observing some works of the law. And uh, there's no peace in that. There is no righteousness in that. There is absolutely no godliness. You know, the, the, the Apostle Paul said something really interesting in the book of Titus, the first chapter of the 15th verse. He says, to the pure all things are pure. But to those who are defiled and unbelieving, 
nothing is pure. Even their mind and conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in works they deny him being abominable, disobedient, and disqualified for every good work. Listen, if you have legalism in your heart, then you see legalism in everything you do. If if you're honoring God in your heart, then everything becomes a practice in honoring God. You know, the Apostle Paul talked about this in the book of Corinthians. It's, it's, uh, I, think it's, I think it's over in, in Corinthians uh, a chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 8. He talks about how that, uh, you know, we can't escape the evil that's in the world. It's, it is here. You'd have to leave this world to escape all of the evil that's in there. And in Romans 14, you know, Paul even talks about the fact that he ate meat that had been sacrificed to idols. It didn't mean anything to him because idols were nothing. Uh, and, and so, so, you know, there would be people today that would condemn the apostle Paul to hell because he ate meat sacrificed to idols. Let's stop and think about this. Let me just, let me just ask, ask you this. Do you call Sunday Sunday? Is that the terminology used for it? Because of the word Sunday is a term that is used to honor the sun god. Do you call Monday Monday? Because Monday is a term that you use to honor the moon goddess. Do you call Tuesday Tuesday? Because Tuesday honors the god of war. Wednesday honors the god of Mercury. Thursday honors the god Vishnu, the supreme god of happiness and success. Friday honors uh, uh, Venus, the goddess of love. Saturday uh, honors the god of Saturn. There is no way you can escape all of the pagan things that are in this world. And so, so the question is not, do you call Sunday Sunday and Monday Monday, and do you choose to celebrate the birth of Jesus uh, on what we call Christmas Day, even though it has nothing to do? He wasn't born. We know that. The question is, what is in your heart? Are you seeking to honor God in your heart? Now, I've said this to you many, many times over the years. Uh, uh, I, I guarantee you, uh, every old Scrooge that refuses to have any kind of a celebration uh, for, the, for the birth of Jesus, I, I got news for you. That person's probably never going to win anybody to Jesus. They're never going to influence people. They're just going to be considered the meanest person on the block is, is all. You know, we do need to have times of celebration. And again, we are the ones that determine if we're going to be honoring God or if we are going to be honoring something pagan. And let me just say this. Now, if you get caught up in, in the typical holiday thing, and man, you are you're you get yourself in financial debt, you 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 turn this into uh a, you know a, a debauchery, then yeah, then you got you got a problem. Now, your problem may not be that you're honoring false gods, but you've got a problem. You can decide if, in fact, you're going to honor God in the way you celebrate Christmas. That is totally, totally up to you. You know, uh, I love getting my family together. I love getting my kids, my grandkids together. I love uh, for people to come together. My wife and my daughters are incredibly hospitable. They they make our our home a, a a warm, accepting, loving place, and uh, and and we don't come together thinking. Nobody comes together thinking that we're honoring some other god. Nobody comes together thinking that we're celebrating some paganism. 
Um, we do every single thing we do as an opportunity to express love to our family members and to and to really uh, express what we know and believe about about Jesus as Lord. So let me encourage you in just a few things. First of all, let me say this. You don't need to worry about how you grew up celebrating holidays. You don't need to worry about how the world celebrates holidays, but you need to decide what you want the traditions for your holidays to be. And you need to make your own traditions. And uh, uh, you can you can bring people together. You know, one of the things that we do very often, and I believe it's probably available on our website for, that you can download for free, is the Christmas story. Uh, you, you know, you can download the Christmas story. You can play a more biblical version of the Christmas story at your at your Christmas meal if you want to. You can tell the Christmas story. You can honor one another by talking to people about uh, about why you love them and why you're thankful that Jesus came into your life. You can share your personal testimony. There's all kinds of things that you can do to not only honor God, uh, but glorify Jesus and minister to the people that are there at your home. But all of that is your choice. And it's not it's not good or evil because of what day you choose to celebrate. It's good or evil, again, because of what's in your heart and because of what you are bringing to the people, what, you know, what traditions that you are creating for your family, for your kids, for your grandkids. You know, one of the things that Brenda and I always did, uh, when Brenda and I first got married, we, uh, boy, we were, the first few years we were, we were married, we were so incredibly uh, financially destitute. So we didn't really have a lot of money. We, we had lived in a small apartment with all of our kids and it didn't have a lot of room. But, you know, one of the things that we, we saw very quickly because so many of our friends were uh, divorced or widowed or single, didn't have family living here in Huntsville. Huntsville's a highly transit town. And uh, people who move here very often are not here very long. So families get broken up here. There's a military base here. So you got people here that don't, don't have family members. So one of the things that we did very early on, uh, matter of fact, we started this the, the, the second Christmas that we were together. We were married in September. So and the very first Christmas we were together, we both had the flu so bad that we could barely lift our heads. So we didn't do it the first year we were married. But from the second year forward, we always opened our home and made sure that we would find people who uh, were widowed, who were divorced, or who had no family here, or, or maybe they were on the outs with their family. And we would always bring in people uh, and so they could celebrate with our family. So they could find out what it was like to enjoy a, a biblical Christmas, a biblical Thanksgiving, uh, any holiday that we could that we could turn into something that was more biblical, more scripturally based, and bring people in and let them experience the love of God in that situation. We we didn't see anything pagan about that, and they didn't see anything pagan about that. It never crossed anybody's mind about about what the original uh, 
basis for Christmas was or the original basis for any, any other holiday. And so, so, you know, we found ways to give new value to these holidays for our kids, uh, for our marriage, but also for hurting people all around us. Now, let me just say this. We didn't have money. I mean, I'm telling you, we very often would have these dinners where we would invite people in and we would cook the very last bit of food that we had uh, feeding these people. Now, we would always invite people to bring a covered dish or bring something, but you know how it is. So many times with single people that they can't, but we would just do the best we can. The real truth is people didn't care about the food as much as they cared about the fact that they got to be with some people who were kind to them, some people who showed them some love. And and so, so you know what? You can turn this into anything that you want it to be. Um, so we rarely ever had a, a holiday, a Thanksgiving, a Christmas, an Easter, or any of that. Now, now keep in mind, Thanksgiving is the only one of those holidays that is, is even remotely uh, biblically based because we know Easter uh, is instead of, instead of celebrating the Passover and the resurrection of Jesus, for most people, Easter is about the Easter bunny and all kinds of pagan. We understand all that, but we did not make it about those pagan things. We made it about what we have in Jesus. We made it about what God had done for us. We made it about uh, the love of God. So think about what you want your holidays to be. Now, I'll tell you something else that was so incredible for me. You know, I, I again, uh, for years, even after I got saved, I would get so depressed uh, during the holidays that it was just almost unbearable. And uh, so many times, you know, while our, our kids were opening presents or doing whatever they were doing, so many times I would literally have to leave the room and go somewhere else because I'd be so depressed that I knew if I was around anybody, I was going to make their lives miserable. And I'd have to leave the room. I'd have to go pray. I'd have to go deal with my attitude. I, I mean, you know, I, I would just have to work it through so I could even stand to be around people. But I still want it to be a blessing to my kids. and I still want it to be a blessing to to these people that we brought in. But, you know, the greatest, the most powerful way to get over depression, the most powerful way to get past these things uh, that eat us up from our past and the, the things that haunt us from our past, one of the most powerful things you can ever do is start doing things for other people. It's amazing when you take your attention off of yourself, off of your own sorrows, off of your own heartaches, and begin to put effort into being a blessing and a help to other people. It's amazing what you experience in your own life. And so my a lot of my journey out of depression, a lot of my journey out of just having horrible, horrible memories come alive to me about uh, my childhood holidays, it happened because I took my attention off of me. I put my attention on other people and sought to serve and to be a blessing to other people. Let me mention this, by the way. As you know, during the holidays, we have incredible uh, sales, all of our ministry products. Now, you all know 
I have over 2,000 free videos on our website. We are always loading up free materials that, that don't cost you a dime, but we do make more in-depth materials available because some people want to go deeper than you can go in these weekly video messages. And because some people really are, are developing the heart of a disciple, they, they want to go as deep as they can. And so we always make an audio recording and series that goes along with our free video series that we, that we put online. And so people purchase those and make an investment in themselves, an investment in their relationship with the God. And uh, so those are available. But here's the great thing. When you invest in yourself because you're making this journey, you're, we take those resources that come in and we use those resources to take the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. Now, I, just, I want to encourage you, and you may not have seen the, the, the recent uh, five or six uh, videos that we, that, that we posted, but I just completed a video series called The Morning After, and it's the world, uh, our, our life on earth after the rapture. And I tell you, I want to encourage you to go in and listen to that series. I want you to understand what's going to happen. There is going to be this thing in the Greek. It's called the Harpazo. It's going to be this catching away. The Apostle Paul talked about it in the book of Second Thessalonians. The Bible talks about it all the way back to the book of Genesis. This is not something, this is not some pop theology that, that just came about in the last few hundred years. This is something that's always been in the Bible. I'll tell you, it's one of the most significant events that's going to happen in all of created history and it's going to give us hope as, as we face what's coming upon the world those of us who believe in the lord jesus christ we have the hope that we will be taken away from the tribulation that's coming on planet earth and we will escape and we will participate in what the bible calls uh the marriage feast of the lamb where we will meet him and uh, then come back with him to rule and reign on planet Earth. I'll tell you, you need this series. But anyhow, invest in yourself. And this is a great time to invest in other people. And for those of you who have been wanting to dive in and learn how to do heart work, all of our heart physics products are available. It got them got a great discounted price. So be sure and dive in and not only invest in yourself, but invest in others. And we will keep taking the gospel of the kingdom to the ends of the earth. So, you know, I, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to jump in here and I'm, I'm going to read just some passage scripture. And let me encourage you, go open your Bibles to the book of Romans, the 14th chapter. If, you, if, if you're struggling with legalism, and you know, if you get mad, if, it, if it's offensive to you when you hear me talk about legalism because, you're, because you want everybody to, to observe the Sabbath the way you do, or you want everybody to to celebrate holidays the way that you do. If you're, if you're thinking that you, you've got the angle on what makes you righteous and pure and holy, you need to read what the Bible says. You have lost touch with what the Bible says about these things. Now, I agree with you. We, we need to avoid paganism in every way that we can, but at the same time, we can't leave this earth. Just like, just like the Apostle Paul said, you can't get away from this. You cannot get away from the idolatry, the paganism, and the wickedness that is in this world system. It is everywhere. But you can 
change what's in your heart. And while the rest of the world is experiencing a holiday, you can experience a holy day and you can make it a holy day for your family, for your friends, for your neighbors, for all the people that you want to be a blessing to. You know, the Apostle Paul said this in Romans 14, and this was a this whole debate was about, about eating uh, foods that had been sacrificed to idols, as well as observing certain days as being holy and some days not being holy. The Apostle Paul says, Romans 14, 1, receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to disputes over doubtful things. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Now, this is very interesting because what it points out here is the person who thinks you can only eat certain foods and still be considered holy and acceptable to God, that person's problem is they are weak in the faith. In other words, their, their faith is in the observance of legalistic rituals and ceremonies instead of in the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he says in verse 3, he says, let not him who eats despise the one who doesn't eat, and let not him who does not eat uh, judge him who eats, for God receives him. Who are you to judge another servant to his own master? he stands or falls. In other words, it is not my place to judge you because you experience a freedom in a certain area that is different from what I experienced in that area. And then he goes on in and, and verse 5 and says, one person esteems one day above another, uh, and then another esteems every day just alike. So let each one be fully convinced in his own mind. He who observes the day observes it to the Lord. He who does not observe the day to the Lord, he does not observe it. He who eats, eats to the Lord, for he gives, th he gives God the thanks. And he who does not eat to the Lord, he does not eat. So, it's, you know, Paul goes through this whole thing and says, look, we don't have this right, and we do more damage than good when we judge other people. And when we try to impose upon them our freedoms or our restrictions, and now listen, this is not saying that everything in your mind that you decide is good is good. You know, you can't make immorality good. There's a lot of things you can't make good. But anything ceremonially, ceremonially that you think is going to make you holy or righteous or approved of the Lord is not, and to try to force that on other people is you are the one passing judgment, and you are the one that is creating the greater sin. If you'll read all the way through Romans, the 14th chapter, you start realizing that, that, that righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit is what the kingdom of God is all about. And yes, there are some things you should not participate in, but thinking that you're going to be made holy because of what you eat, what you don't eat, what day you worship, what day you don't worship. Uh, observing any kind of ceremonies or rituals, uh, that is a sign of being weak in the faith. And the key thing is this, and Paul closes Romans 14 by saying, whatsoever is not of faith is sin. In other words, if it's faith, then it is based on what Jesus accomplished through his death, burial, and resurrection. And we won't stand before God with faith because without faith, it's impossible. Please, God. I hope this helps you. I hope this encourages you. I've got some free videos on my website about Christmas, about how to uh, have meaningful holidays, how to enjoy uh, these 
times and how to turn them into holy days instead of just holidays, how to be a blessing to your family. Hope you have a great, 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 great Christmas celebrating uh, Jesus. I hope that you're going to join us every week for Cyber Church. I hope you're going to be prepared and getting yourself ready to meet the Lord Jesus uh, as he gathers us together to escape this world and the wickedness that's coming to it. God bless you. I'll be talking to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Impact Ministries World Changers podcast with Dr. Jim Richards. If you like what you've just heard, we encourage you to share our web address, www.impactministries.com or drjimrichards.com with friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out the resources section of our website from previous broadcasts and our videos. Join us next week for another great message by Dr. Jim Richards.